What is going on, everybody? It's Corey, and it's time to fly casual. Welcome to a reviews and speculative rumors discussion, and it's a great one tonight. We got three comic books to review, and we've got some meaty rumors, and yes, another visit from Fanboy Y. If you're into that kind of thing, stick around. It's going to be time to fly casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle! in the sky tonight with Lucy uh, there what? I can keep by your side hmm. huh hmm. huh are you the walrus ah uh, no I'm I'll be coming home next year I got hmm. that going for me he that sounds good. a little fooey to me that's right <laughs> I'll fight you I'll fight you right now I'll pay to see that that's right Dave Grohl is God. I'm that's just that's pre-beard Dave Grohl. Back when Dave Grohl was Ooh. the the dude from Nirvana, what has the really large mouth? And then Clean he grew a beard. He he grew a beard and just and suddenly his mouth doesn't look as large anymore. He looks like a hmm. just a normal guy. He is a rock. Funny how that god. works. I you know I don't believe in rock gods, but anytime Dave Grohl's featured in any way anywhere, I'm always like, man, I want to hang out with Dave. Grohl. Everybody he, loves Dave Grohl. Like you man. can't not it's love Dave man. Grohl. <laughs> he plays every instrument, every instrument, and sings. He's also a he can do anything. He's a hilarious mf'er. He shows up doing random comedy bits and things all it all over the place, and and he sells it so hard. <laughs> like he's just cool. And of course, if you can't, I mean, if you got no Dave Grohl exposure, it all it takes is that clip of where they're recording an album in his living room and his daughter just walks up and puts her hand on the guitar strings and goes, you said we could go swimming. And he's like, all right, well, we're recording a song right now. We'll let us finish and then we'll go swimming for a while. She's like sitting there like, daddy, swimming. I don't care about all your rock and roll friends. <laughs> and he's just totally did daddy about it. He's like, nice. okay, we'll go swimming. He was, in, he was in a few episodes of Drunk History, which were. That's like, true. That's Look, true. you know, here's and how, the Muppets. Here's how right. I'll prove that he's a rock god. When, you know you're a rock god when Prince goes out at the Super Bowl at Super Bowl 41 and covers your song. Yeah. Then you're a god. Yeah. Yeah. I Why don't they just have it. him at Super Bowl halftime show? I, I, I don't mean, know. They need to. The big to. game halftime show. ever have predicted that Nirvana would not be the top for any, either, uh, any of those three? You know? Nirvana was like the biggest thing at the time. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, Kurt Cobain decides to check out. Right. And, uh, and, yeah. and or did he? Or you, <laughs> Courtney Love. <laughs> and then, you know, the other dude. Are goes you saying on, he is Courtney Love? Is that what you're saying? Sort of. Aren't we all Courtney, Courtney Love in our worst moments? Everybody's got a little, no. little, not Courtney even Love in the in worst. Him. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We, it's hard to reach that low. The other dude went on to be like a politician or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. Yeah. But then Dave Grohl just goes on to be the most. Most beloved musician, <laughs> like I don't, everybody I, loves him. I, I, can, I don't know if you can call him the most beloved musician ever, but like for those who are aware of Dave Grohl, which is many, you have to love him. It's he, to know Dave Grohl is I've to heard love Taylor Dave Swift Grohl. cover his music. Oh, that's <laughs> everybody time. loves him. Well, and that I, is the top. You don't even know how many right songs has he written just that other for other people that he's not even recorded. You know, right. I mean, look at Neil Diamond. Like you know, Neil Diamond was writing for everybody in the sixties. Right? Like, that's like Dave Grohl now, except also that was before Neil Diamond was Neil Diamond. 
Dave Grohl is simultaneously Dave Grohl and writing probably prolifically for everybody. Neil, Dave, I'm Neil just saying Diamond. Dave Grohl writes all the music. Yeah, he does. Neil Diamond was in that one movie with Jack Black. Saving yeah, Steve. That's one of my all-time favorite movie movies. The rated R version, thank you very much. Screw your rated R version. The PG-13 <laughs> version was tighter. Hells no. I don't know yeah. the Army signals. I'm doing the Air Force signals. He was in Saving <laughs> Silverman, and then Jack Black was in the Tenacious D movie where Dave Grohl played Satan. There's six degrees. There you oh, go. There we go. That was That's actually it. only one degree. Yeah, well, I did it. Yeah, you did. I don't. I didn't hear Kevin Bacon anywhere there. Everybody's six degrees from Neil Diamond. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's the game, right? In some way, that is exactly the game. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Fly Casual, episode number one hundred and something. And oh, come yeah, on, your, get what? it right. One twenty-four, buddy. One, at one twenty-four, the episode number. You oh, just add one to the previous episode. I have an art degree. <laughs> I don't remember numbers and stuff. We'll get the cards back out if they're needed. Uh, the, yeah. the cards, the cards back. We just need to like put chalkboard paint up on the wall. You just come in and just scratch it in like three foot tall numbers. And stuff. I'm your host, Mr. Corey T. West. Over there on my left, uh, chuckling and correcting my episode numbering uh, is Mr. Michael J. Archbold. This is a great uh, Gizmodo article about all the stuff that's been pulled back mm. into canon. We're going to cover what? this later, what? by the what? way. What? Oh, spoilers. Oh, oh wait. Gosh. That's perfect. This is that's the, a tease. This is a spoiler, spoiler. spoiler filled. It is a tease. Yeah, there so. is some cool stuff in here that I did not know. We, in fact, have missed some welcome backs. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to try to make to up. For, I know. Uh. He's scrolling and still getting mad that we didn't notice so many things that have been brought back into canon and that's why we're gonna talk about that article that article is uh yeah went up uh went up just at the end of last week so uh and of course we'll have in the show notes talk about more about it later over there master troll mr steven j howie hello hi hi howie hi howie how are you um have something to bring to you that's not a pure leaf tea Ooh, i got the hiss and now i'm getting the little plastic snaps is he Mm. let me guess can I guess? Guess. Guess. Uh, it was a ginger ale. Oh, no. Howie never Dang gets it. ginger ale. Never brings ginger ale. That's... Howie brings uh, three drinks on average. Well, not three at a time, but two of Cold three 45. drinks. He Is it brings Cold 45? pure leaf tea, unsweetened pure leaf tea. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, he brings occasional Dr. Pepper. Yep. And uh, Pepsi. Yep. He's Ugh. pulling a Pepsi. Yep. Why? I don't know. Maybe he likes having his breath smell like he's been drinking Jack and Cokes all night because that's what Pepsi smells like to me. Pepsi like is awesome. I like a I Jack like and Coke, Coke as well. Better than I like Pepsi. But yeah, there. there you go. Yeah. Hey, Garrett, oddly enough, though, what when I get fountain drink, it's usually a Coke. Yeah, mm. yeah, Same. yeah. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. I, 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 you know, now that every gas station has a Coke and Pepsi fountain drink dispenser. Remember when you were lucky if they had one? Now they all have both. That's right. That's that's America. Yeah, right there for Speaking of America, across the pond, down a few within that country is Mr. Garrick, not Jay Hardy. America. Yeah, I believe in free market soda capitalism. That's right. I'm all on board that train. That's right. Pour me some of that good Cadbury Schweppes Dr. Pepper, baby. Yeah. Mm -mm. That's what brings the world together. Take me back to Waco, 10 to 4. (laughs) Serve me up dinner in a bottle. That's what I'm talking about. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper, too? I know I would. I'm a pepper. I'm a pepper. a pepper. Use a pepper. Weeze a pepper. Doctor. I'm gonna tell you what. That was the line that won over my dad when we saw Short Circuit for the first time back in the '80s. You know, was when he's when he's you know need input because he's all fried from electricity. He looks up and they're like, "Oh, we have a message coming in," and it's like coming across the screen. It's loading all slowly, like you know, like old like internet porn. 
And it's just coming in across the screen. And, and he's like, wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? And then it shows, he's looking at a big Dr. Pepper sign. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper too? And my dad let out his patented. <laughs> That's how you knew if my dad liked the movie. That's, yes, you I've knew my dad liked the movie. You never would laugh until something would get him and just, <laughs> and that's it. That's a funny, funny yeah. line. Yeah, it really was. It, it got him right <laughs> where it counts. Hey, it's time to talk about some reviews. It's time to do some reviews. Yeah, that's me, guys. Do the view. I get to do the review. I get the pleasure and the opportunity to do the reviews for all of our listeners. Do the thing. I am honored. And well, I can't think of anything. Anyway, Cassie. reviews. Okay. What? 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 Nothing. Huh? Hey, what? Huh? Yeah. Anyway, three comics came out. Okay. And zero episodes of Rebels nope. because yeah, Dave Filoni hates us, I guess. Yep. I don't know. That sucks. But anyway, three good comics. One new comic, Darth Maul number one. (laughs) And we had Star Wars 28. And of course, everybody's favorite, Dr. Aphra number four. Hills to the year. Number four? Number Number four. four, We're already up to four, bro. thought we were on three. Are we on three? No, four. Okay, great. No, you you don't skip three or go straight to four. It's like the holy hand grenade. Yeah. You gotta Anyway, Darth Maul number one. Let's start with that one. You guys ready for this? Am I ever. Here we go. Deep in the swaps of Tuan Kiti, there lurks a dangerous creature who feeds off hate, anger, darkness, and the pieces of shattered expectations. A creature more fearsome than a Rathtar. A creature more (laughs) fearsome than two Rathtars. And yes, a creature more fearsome than... Even three Rathtars. What's more fearsome than three Rathtars? I'll tell you who it is. It's Darth Maul. (gasps) Oh, he's he's hungry for Jedi killing. Unfortunately, old Shibi Palp's plan won't be hatched until episode three. And by then, Maul will be in two. So he sends the tattooed nightmare away to rescue some somewhat racist Asian stereotype aliens from space pirates. And after the mauling of the pirates by Maul, (laughs) he finds one of the pirates has a lead on the most dangerous game. More dangerous than a Rathtar, more dangerous than a Rancor, no. and even more dangerous than a Rancor that shoots Rathtars out of its mouth when it roars. Oh. That's right. It's none other than a Jedi Padawan. Oh. oh. <laughs> a little tiny one. He's a little shaver. That's uh, a little shaver. <laughs> yeah. He's got a little peach yeah, he's, fuzz. He's got a little ponytail in the back, a little long ponytail thingy, a little rat tail. Oh, gotta love the Jedi rat tails. No, you don't. It's, it's rad. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally rad in my face. Totally rad, man. So was this comic everything we expected? Oh, it was everything and in... no. No. Not okay. even. I saw, okay. I saw a single image uh, on, a, on a website of Darth Maul jumping at a Raptar, and I immediately went, really? Yeah, right. And so... <laughs> I texted you guys and I said, Maul fighting Raptars, pass. And then Garrett goes, yep, that's pretty much what it is. And I'm like, wait, are you being sarcastic? <laughs> no. And he's like, yes. nope. And I'm like, oh, no. No, he doesn't fight. He doesn't just fight Raptar. He fights two Raptars. Just for half the comic, Corey. Yeah, just for half of it. Uh, okay, Raptars, are, were Raptars not one of the weakest parts yes, of the Force I was Awakens? Just, that was going to be my critique yeah, is that you I took the, the element of Force Awakens that I liked the least in I mean, that movie. The comic book writer go, you know, I know how to I know how to fix Force Awakens, guys, <laughs> by giving continuity 
<laughs> connections to my comic. I think they're trying to make, yeah, they're trying to make, oh, those Raptars were really badass. I mean, they were so fearsome. I mean, look at Darth Maul. He's having trouble against yeah, them. Yeah, they're big, fat balls with teeth. They're like these Japanese hentai <laughs> oh, creatures. Oh, man. Just, I've, I've uh, seen that tentacle, I've seen tentacle that porn. Yep, several I times. Hate, hate, I really, one of my favorites. I have a list if you guys want me to go through the list. I really feel like we don't have to bring in like giant fighting giant beasts into Star Wars all the time. I got to yeah. feel like a society, uh, you know, as advanced as some of those within Star Wars might have figured out how to avoid that. <laughs> Sometimes. Wow. I mean, the Rancor was awesome. All the stuff in the original trilogy is awesome. But like episode two, like, all right, now you got to fight three creatures, one each, you know, once behind, you know, door number two. And that it's was. Next yeah. Oh, look, they're three very different, but equally fearsome beasts. Well, Corey. So dumb. Maul, Maul has to get his freak on, man, because a Sheevy Palps yeah. is not letting him slaughter jedi yet so he has yeah, to do he's something gotta, <sighs> he's got to test himself and raptors are the most fearsome creature <laughs> in the entire galaxy ever i'm just because so they're so time smart in things yeah because so they, they hunt in packs it's the timid <laughs> we've got to we've got to connect the prequel mythos to the post now, mythos now if a raptor snuck up on him and maul said clever girl this would be the best comic ever yes, but I that did. did not happen I did just say postquel instead of sequel. Oh my, yeah, nice. that happened. Yeah, well, I mean, the other half was okay. I mean, it's uh, basically Darth Maul uh, talking to the Palpatine, saying, "Hey, man, I want to kill these Jedi because they're the only true challenge for someone of my skill." And he's like, "Nah, man, go rescue some stupid." <laughs> the, tra the tragedy of Maul. <laughs> yeah, it's like all this anger and hate and everything else, and then in Teenage his first angst. in his first battle, he gets cut in half. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, that makes it even worse. It does. It's man. like, okay, let's make him more brooding. Let's make him more angry. Let's make him more fierce. And we still know that his first you know time that's why, off the leash, he gets cut in half. That's why I think I really feel like this is a hit or a swing and a miss yeah. with this comic because it's like, okay, we know Maul is back, right? I mean, he comes back. He's in the Rebels comic and everything else. So we've got a pretty wide swath of, of the timeline that yeah. we can choose to, yes. to work this. Hello. And we go to the beginning. Uh -huh. <laughs> we go right back to the same pool we've been dipping yeah. out of for 15, 20 right. years now. I, why couldn't we have gone simultaneous with, with uh, you know, work with the, the guys that are doing the Rebels TV show and do something course, you know, yeah. Along that timeline, or, or you know, intervening between Clone Wars and Rebels, there's only sure. oh, 14 right. years to play with. Yeah, there. right. Yeah, where yeah, where he's recovering, and, and yeah, I mean, there's yeah. all kinds well, of things that they, they could have done. Covered that in the Clone Wars, but they do. What but I wanted to see no, is kind of his Clone origin. Wars. I wanted to see his like origin, where you, to you see know, him where emerge from his mother's womb. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to see him emerge with his placenta. You gotta wonder. Like, you gotta wonder how that works with the horn sticking out of the head. I'm just saying. Are they all born breech? Darn good point. Darn good point, sir. Some rough points but I, when they first announced this comic i'm like sweet we get some mall backstory but it barely takes place before episode one Just i mean we I might be believe, we might believe. be a little too critical initially because this is the first issue yeah it is i mean i love i like fighting monsters <sighs> i know i like the art the art was, was the art's good. good yeah by the, the way art was good. this is exactly what i predicted when you said when you announced that they i were know doing a mall comic i, I would like to i would like to harken back okay great we yeah, love your hatred yeah but I, i'm i'm trying to reserve my harsh judgment until maybe because it's a limited series, so we're only looking at five issues. So this is issue one. Uh, I mean, it was okay. It wasn't horrible. Yeah, you're only 20% through it. <laughs> I mean, the, <laughs> uh, there was, oh, I forgot to mention, there was a little mini comic at the back about his uh, 
his little uh, Sith droid that went out on uh, Tatooine looking for yeah, you know, I'm tired of all the Jedi. And I'm like, getting another excuse to charge five bucks for the comic. Uh, yeah. yeah, and it was just, I mean, it's it's like this cutesy little cartoon, and it's it's very eye rolling. And I guess some people might enjoy that if they you know if they like the cute little stuff. But tweet I'm like, us oh, at oh, like oh. casual eleven thirty eight and <laughs> yeah, tell us you like. and tell us publicly where the world can see you. <laughs> If you like these dorky little mini comics that they sneak into the back of the comics to try to justify raising the prices continuously. Yeah, it was it was like you get through this series like mature like comic and then you get to the end and you're like, oh, man, what the it's little infiltra- infiltrator droids just flying around getting into hijinks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. There's yeah. that pass hard pass. But anyway, I'll. I'll, I'm still going to pick it up, obviously, because after review oh, yeah, it on the sure. podcast. Oh but. yeah, that's the one reason. <laughs> Bo show. Hey, Plus, I, I had the Darth Maul action figure cover variant, so I had to. Get oh, oh who, <laughs> yeah. Who the thunk? Did you get me one? Yeah, dude. Oh, I okay, got you. Cool. I got you the hookup. Yeah, bro. At some point, he'll oh, leave it. At, he'll bring it to my house and then oh, take it back yeah. home. I got a whole stack yeah, thanks, of Manny, variant covers for you because I keep forgetting to bring them. <laughs> <laughs> or they keep saying he'll give them to me and then forgets to do that too. Yeah, I did bring him. I just didn't. Took him back home. Yeah, yeah I took him back home for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna keep these for a little. Fine. Anyway, moving on. Star Wars number twenty-eight Hooray. came out. The main title. Ow. Yeah, so you guys, which had a, I should say, action figure variant. One of the best ones <sighs> had C-3PO, but he was like in, pieces. in parts. <laughs> oh, the Sacco 3PO? <laughs> yeah, he's just like parts in a bot in the bottom of the, the bubble. Okay, the that's bubble. funny, and I appreciate oh, that. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty like funny. He's sitting in the bottom of the blister pack just rattling yeah. around. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That was funny. Anyway, moving on. So you guys ready for me to break this down? Am yes. I ever? Here yes. we go. We yes. open with a frog-like grandmaster climbing the Misty Mountains, and he's finding himself buffeted by wind and cold and weird hikers and white wizards out of Isengard. Mm-hmm. But the formidable little guy finally finds a cave to shelter himself. Mm. But instead of finding a place to seek solace, he comes across a bunch of old dudes who live off cave fungus mm-hmm. and are kind of lame. Yeah. And Dritz isn't even there. I mean, what the hell? What? It's no total hell of lame. Yeah. No panther, no. Except for the one weird kid with the spiral thingy on his head. That can like move stuff with his mind <gasps> and junk. What? The diminutive little bullseye cosplayer leads the grandmaster deep into the heart of the mountain. Like there's literally a giant actual heart in the middle of the mountain because uh, you know it's alive and stuff. Uh, <laughs> Come on, so Corey. Weird. Come on, man. <laughs> You're sure Drake Stay with wasn't us. there? You're sure? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he was in the background. He's good at sneaking because he's like a ranger, right? Yoda stabbed yeah. it with his shimmy charge. <laughs> Ice and fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, these are the yeah. D&D jokes. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. That was written by Stackpole. Mike is, Mike is literally yawning. <laughs> no, those were those R.A. Salvatore who wrote. Uh, yeah, those are, Prime, those are Salvatore. So it works. It yeah. works. He wrote He wrote a Star Wars novel once. He, done. That's he killed Chewie. He did. Dropped the yep. moon right on him. I'm still yep. interested to see how this ends. This arc yeah, ends. Yeah. I'm kind of losing interest a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I hate this. I hate taking pleasure in your pain. I sincerely wish this weren't the case, but in the meantime, yeah. I love seeing Yoda backstory, but they just put him in this wacky place that nobody Real really wacky. cares about with this wacky blue rock that is apparently alive of somehow. If you, well, if you remember, just to back up before, he's on this planet and that's run by kids, right? 
So then he gets sent to this mountain and he goes up the mountain to find answers. And then uh, the the one scene I did like, which was kind of expected, he was had that guy with him and then find it would like took forever to get to the top of this mountain. And the guy basically gave up and just jumped off. My favorite, <laughs> that was kind of crazy. My favorite annoying thing about Star Wars writers from from the dawn of the EU are the ones who completely forget that it's science fiction and just end up writing weird fantasy instead. You know, the ones are like who forget that this is a society of like high technology and spaceships and instead just write. <laughs> you know, jungle, you know, jungle people, primitives. It's all primitives all the time. And I get that. I get tired of, and it's not because I don't like fantasy. It's because I just don't feel like feels like Star Wars. Yeah. You well, know, it's, it, it it's is there. Yeah, it is crossing that line a bit. And this, he this, gets, this up he gets here. in the cave. He finds basically the parents of all the kids who have been yeah. banished there by the kids. Oh, they weren't trapped in a cage that some weird sort of giant had no. hanging from the ceiling. They just kind of live there. They're like, hey, we're fine. Be no, fine. No, no big deal. <laughs> False alarm. False alarm. We just really hate our children. No no bring back Sibilinga. No bring the back. The weird thing is, is he finds this kid in here who is moving stuff with his mind. And it has to do with this this rock, these glowing rocks or whatever. They're called the Shankara stones. And uh, Yoda asks him. Train me, train me, and then like oh God. fortune and glory. So Yoda's being yeah. trained by this kid to move these rocks. I mean that that part was okay because kind of the the whole thing was okay. Yoda is like this you know super powerful Jedi, but even he knows that to learn he must humble himself even before like a little kid who knows something he doesn't know to learn kind of this I guess dis- different aspect of the Force or whatever. Mm. So was, that was kind of a cool little thing there, kind of getting a little uh little hint at yoda's personality like yeah he's super awesome but he's also super humble and willing to to learn he's like super super awesome man so we uh ever met a new like kind of force sensitive who wasn't didn't live some sort of primitive lifestyle has there (laughs) has there ever been other than i will say this what was it vision of the fat or uh a specter of the past vision of the future had that race of beings uh, who could like instantly travel through space? Well, the, there was Tinel Ka, who was like the leader of a the large ape consortium. Yeah, but she was just yeah. a force sensitive. I mean, like <laughs> like these sort of like new these races of like f- people who have a oh, different yeah. perspective on the force, like the <laughs> Falanasi, like the, wi- the witches. And yeah, the, the witches, the fal- witches. Yeah, the, and the Falanasi and all those. It's it seems like they're all just some sort of hidden primitive civilization. There's never like there's never like you know like a like a bunch of land gamers who are also well, force sensitive. Well, if you them. think about it that way i mean technology and the force are kind of at odds because if you look at vader he's you know he's more machine now than man and right maybe but at the same time the- at the same time that the jedi existed within the republic and amongst all of the technology and you know did, yeah well they, they did just fine for a while well there, there's the argument that they lost their way by doing that too yeah, so. yeah i don't know I so that's a whole rabbit hole maybe maybe be worth to explore yeah i don't know yeah but know. you don't want to right now because no, you got another because, comic to review. Because I'm looking forward to reviewing Afro number four. Oh. Yeah, Afro number four. You ready? It's an ongoing series, so it doesn't end at five. No way. Hell man. to the yeah. You guys ready for this? Bring it. Yes. All right, here we go. As Chelly and her dad are off staff of Mosey, Mosesing the location of an ancient Jedi city, the foxy cybernetic Captain Tolvin gives up tracking Black Kazakhstan because, you know, he like killed all her dudes. Dr. A and the rest attempt an escape, 
but they are stopped short of freedom because, hey, BT can only take out a few platoons of store troopers at once. They soon find themselves face-to-face blasters with an AT-AT, but before the walker can turn them into jibs, Black Kurgan swoops in like an angel in a ship literally called the Archangel and saves the hot archaeologist, her dad, and the pair of murder bots. The ragtag band hyperspaces it off to a Jedi planet, only to find things got pretty, everyone got pretty wasted there a few millennia ago. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, it seems whoever brought the red solo cups must have found them at Alexandretta. Yeah, they should have gone to Berlin. Yeah, they chose poorly. Wrote them in my diary so I wouldn't have to remember. I'd do the worst Sean Connery (laughs) and I don't care. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, go into the lion's den. Yeah. Yeah, I just watched that a couple of days ago. It's all it's fresh. Good it's fresh and good there. movie. Man, good that's movie. that's two Indiana Jones movies we referenced. <laughs> I gotta figure out how to bring in uh Raiders. Yeah, well this whole all, comic that way we series, will have covered all three of them. The whole Afro comic series is basically an homage to Indiana Jones. So uh, it, yeah, it, it fits well. That's clear. It really is. <laughs> like they And they I am okay uh, with that. Yeah, I am completely fine with that. That is that is great. I think it's great. So, you know, like before in the previous issue, they had been placing these weird crystals on the in this Masasi temple on Yavin 4. And then something happened and opened up on, on one of the temples across the way, I guess. So her dad kind of like pulls out some binoculars and I guess can figure out the location of the planet they've been searching for of this ancient Jedi place. Or, you know, they really don't know what it is to kind of find it after he placed all these crystals. Very reminiscent of. Yeah, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark when Indiana Jones is in the uh, that temple, kind of putting the staff of Moses in the little holes and stuff. You remember that? <laughs> yeah, that Ira. That kind yeah, of guy? they they did, yeah. the Nazis had the wrong height. They were yeah. in the wrong place. Got to take one back for Yehovah. Really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because her her ship is called the Archangel and it's spelled A R K, like the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, that was wow. pretty great. <laughs> pretty on the nose there. <laughs> yeah, it is. Considering the Ark of the Covenant actually has uh yeah, C three PO and R two D two on it. Was it on the Ark or was it on the structure around the Ark? I think it was in the hieroglyphics. Yeah, it was in the hieroglyphics. It was uh, like in the sarco or the gray thing that it was in. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Some, I don't remember. I gotta watch that one again. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so pretty good episode. Uh, we get a kind of a, a cool uh, callback to Rogue One. We get callbacks now because it happened in the past. Yeah. But uh, this cybernetic uh, cap, Imperial captain named Captain Tolvin, mm-hmm. uh, apparently she's she's talking to Admiral Ozel. He's still alive. And uh, he kind of mentions her failure uh, as being head of security at Eadu, which is kind of funny because that's where uh, – uh, uh, Galen was when uh, the X-Wings came and bombed the crap out of the place and blew it all up. Yep. It was kind of cool to see, uh, you know, the kind of tying it together with that movie. And then Admiral Ozzel's there saying, hey, man, you don't want to let Vader down because that's trouble. That's kind of <laughs> funny. Cause that's some gets, trouble you don't need. Believe yeah. you me. He, he gets choked out. That's why it's funny. Yeah, it's, there there are so many uncharted systems. and <laughs> Oops. Dead. Yep. He died. That's true. It's true. Spoilers. Spoilers. He's yeah. as clumsy as he is stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a good line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So this continues to be probably my favorite Star Wars comic line. Uh, I think the flow of it's really well. The art is great. Mm-hmm. The the dialogue and action are on point. All the characters are great. I can't say enough good things. Every now and then you text, text a couple <laughs> panels and I always seem <laughs> to enjoy them. There, there was one panel where... Uh, 
she tells BT to slow him down. And so he launches a bunch of grenades <laughs> down the stairway and blows up like a whole squad of stormtroopers. And Triple uh, Zero uh, is like, yes, I guess making them dead would slow them down. <laughs> yeah. They love killing people. They love their I opportunities. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Yeah, it's just funny that what comes out of those droids' mouth. They're wacky. You never know what's going to come out next. But they're wacky right. in that it's it's dark humor. Hooray! Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's great. So... If you're going to pick up a comic, make it Dr. Ephraim. Speaking of dark humor, it's time for the Porkins Bite of the Week. Sweet! We did this last time. Do it again. I don't know if y'all know this, but the do what designed Darth Maul, named Ian McCray, McKay, and George Lucas said, when he asked him what he wanted him to do, George Lucas said, pretty much just draw me your worst nightmare. So he <laughs> did. And George Lucas took a look at it and went, oh, hell no. Go back <laughs> go back and draw me your second worst nightmare. <laughs> wow. Nice. I want to see that picture now. Yeah, what's the first nightmare? I got to see that. Maybe it was a raptor. <laughs> it has to be. I mean, it has, to be. It, has it. to be. It has to be, doesn't it? Oh, man. Well, that's the rumor anyway. Okay, hey, speaking of that, it's time for rumors. Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, boys, and rumors this week, mm-hmm. we, uh... We found that we found this little article that we mentioned at the top of the uh, at the top of the cast. Yep, and, uh, I remember that. We got We're gonna, gonna, gonna dig into this bad boy. We gotta credit uh, io nine dot gizmodo dot com. Io nine being uh, their sort of entertainment pop entertainment featured portion of our gizmodo. friends at io nine. Uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> you could say that. It wouldn't be accurate. It doesn't have to be true, right? <laughs> but yeah, this article was uh, put up by James Whitbrook and Catherine Trendacosta. Hope I got that right. And uh, and it's entitled, Everything Star Wars Has Reintroduced from the Old Expanded Universe. I don't think we're going to mention everything on the list. So if you no. want to see it, go to betterkind.com and check out the show notes. And you can go straight to the article. But this is a great, ar- I mean, they took some time on this. They and really, did. I really yeah, appreciate I mean, it. These are these kind of articles that you you write. You appreciate them, that, you know, the, the time and effort that were put into this. Mm-hmm. And, and uh I mean, there's some obvious stuff on here. Uh, you know, basically the premise again of the of the article is that they've kind of went back and they've you know done the reconciliation for us stuff that they've they've that has basically been pulled in from the old EU into the new canon, mm-hmm. and they've kind of listed it all out for us, everything from characters to vehicles to planets, all that good stuff. So in the again, the obvious stuff's here: Grand Admiral Thrawn, for example. Uh, you know, yeah, very. I remember that one. And well, many people do, but there's some, there's some, well, and things that we've talked about too, like Terrace, you know, being a planet's been recanonized yep. and Malachor and, and a lot of the, the old Republic stuff, um, which All we're still excited planets. about. Uh, one that we weren't, didn't, hadn't realized had been brought back in Nar <laughs> <laughs> It actually was. Finally, <laughs> finally, it's a little late for us. But all the places, this is the one I've wanted to hit the button for. And the thing that makes me really mad is that I believe it was just two episodes ago where I was complaining about yes. how they still haven't brought Narshad right. back, but they did. It's just that a couple of idiots on this podcast didn't even notice. 
Freaking Howie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you need to start pulling your weight in around. In Howie's defense, buddy. Howie was not an EU aficionado. There you have it. <laughs> yeah, so I can blame him for everything. You know? Great. I love it. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. Narsada, man, the smuggler's moon. That's right. My lord. Oops. Yeah. It's uh, it's canon. Oops. And we yeah, it happened in one of the comics. There's a moon around drop the ball. Moon around the hut, home world of now uh Narhuda, right? Or Nahuda? Yeah, Nahuda, no, no. glorious jewel. Yeah, uh yeah. Nar being featured in virtually everything from the Zon trilogy all the way up video through, games, like, everything. I've yeah. I've crawled through Narshada in several video games. Yep. So, yeah. Knights of the Old Republic 2 following Dark yep. Forces and uh, and uh, and Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight as well. Oh, yes. yeah, that was a hard level. Mm, that was a first level. Fun level. Good level. <laughs> I still have me. I still uh, remember that video game, the the Knights, uh, the uh, uh, it's the Jedi Knight one. Actually, no, it, it says the first in the article says the first appearance was Dark Empire. Well, yeah, I understand. That. I thought which it was a, a Zon trilogy. I'm like, I, yeah, I'm no, probably no, wrong. Yeah, okay. which is fine. But I, my first real exposure was the video game yeah. with, with Cal yeah. Katarn. Dark and, Forces. Yeah. And, uh, where man, looking up and down was really screwing because with your perspective. Well, and there was, and that was kind of <laughs> yeah, a cinematic, I mean, the cutscenes were cinematic. Yeah. So that was like really exciting at that time. To, oh, like yeah. You feel like you're watching new Star Wars footage. Well, yeah, especially in, in Jedi Knight where it was actual, like, uh, actually video cinematics. Right. Where they had actors. You had like animated cinematics in Dark Forces that got you right. a little bit. I yeah, don't remember if they actually... I don't remember the cutscenes if they actually showed Narshada from a distance, but I do remember, like, on the platform stuff, when you'd, like, look down, it looked like down and up were both space. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was really disorienting. <laughs> yeah, it's also a sprite-based game. It's not real 3D, so everything would just warp. I mean, you don't, you know, back in <laughs> yeah, it would skew. Wolfen, yeah, Wolfenstein and Doom, you didn't look up and down, but in Dark Force, it's like, screw it, let them look up and down. And it just totally messed with your eyes. You, you had to. That's the only way you could beat Boba Fett is to like look up. That's true. Down. He's always flying around. One of the things that was mentioned in this article was that uh, uh, Leland Chi, uh, who is considered by many to be the, the nickname is Keeper of the Holocrons, right? Uh, with with Lucasfilm, um, basically came out on Twitter and kind of confirmed what a lot of people had hoped. And it's pretty much the, the fact that if it's in the expanded universe, it still exists. Yeah, the planet, a planet, right. planets, planets, right. and yeah. species on said planets. Right. Yeah. So yeah, right. Yeah, species and the planets. So I mean, that to me that was great to hear because yeah. Yeah. I've never heard that before. I right. no I agree. No agree or back. Yeah. Guys. So as far as we're concerned, unless somebody tells us otherwise, no agree are. Are running around Hanogre. Hanogre might not be cooked by a bunch of crass starships, but it, it, we know it's there. <laughs> I mean, I think officially for us, we're going to wait until we see it, and you know, in a, hey guys, in a novel, in a movie, Kill-X. whatever. No, oh, go home, guys. Stop, Kill-X. buddy. Stop, buddy. <laughs> go home. No, wait. Kilix were native to Alderaan. I bet they've been re- written out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wah, wah. They, we, yay, we have a chance of losing Kilix. <laughs> Hooray. I don't know. It depends on what they do with the uh, Old Republic stuff because they're Devils involved are in back. Old Republic. Devils. Devils. Yeah, Devils. Did we know that, that uh, Malatobuk had been reintroduced? I uh, did not know that. I had heard that several weeks ago. And I wasn't, I don't think it registered to me that she was not like, I don't think I ever took for granted that Mala, that Mala existed. So it didn't know, really hit me. That you didn't, hard. I know in the recent Aftermath novel, they mentioned Chewie had a family, but they never mentioned 
uh, anybody's name. And I think I knew that. And so yeah. I didn't process that it wasn't Mala. I took it for granted. I, I did the old fanboy thing and didn't mm-hmm. even consider it. Sure. So, but now... We know. Right. Welcome uh, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mama. She's back, officially. First appearance, of course, in the Star Wars Holiday Special. That's right. Oh, classic. Yeah. <laughs> Very classic. The whole cooking, <laughs> Harvey, cooking with Harvey Corman and in drag with extra arms. <laughs> that, that first 40 minutes of the special where it's all Wookiee. <laughs> she broke the whole time. And uh, officially back in the canon with the... Um, young adult version of A New Hope yep. called The Princess, the Scoundrel, and the Farm Boy, mm-hmm. which came out uh, a couple years ago. So, yeah. So that was That's interesting. Yeah. yeah good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Good that stuff. stuff. Yeah. There's stuff hidden all over the place here that we just didn't. Anything else stand out to you guys? I would that, like to uh, mention Armand Isard. Okay. Because, right. uh, because his daughter, uh, Isan right. Isard, was a major player. And at one big, point yeah, big, in, the, in the EU, uh, post she ran she yeah. was the empire <laughs> she was she ran the empire she was in charge she was top dog because she pretty much murdered everybody else in one fell swoop and she, she was also a, had a big ass ship she was a yes yeah, she did yes she was a total ba and was she was one of the only at the time one of the only examples of a high-ranking imperial female there yes. were a few right dala but yeah dala and then there, who was the one captizan or whatever ariel captizan am i getting that is that the right character the one from um, from uh, Teresa Bakura. I don't remember exactly, and I feel bad because it's been a long time at this point. But yeah, like she, you know, Isard was right. a BA. Oh, yeah. And so the fact that Armand Isard, who originally uh, was mentioned in X-Wing Rogue Squadron when, you know, her character was being introduced or explored, um, he was in the Tarkin novel. Now, we also uh, know that she and Tarkin knock boots yes in the eu well, in yeah. the eu right right and so uh so she so officially he's back her father's officially back he's but, back we don't know about her yet but that still warrants a uh, yeah I yeah so. i'm there i am there yep. that's a big one that's a big one what else do we have on this list that we want to call out uh some of the ships um right. inter- interdictors we, we knew which that we've came talked back, about right? came back with uh with uh rebels but i was pissed that garrick never told me that the carrot class cruiser was back, back. Garrick, <laughs> you son of a guy yeah. uh, i'm dropping the ball that's right the carrot cruiser now i remember when uh <laughs> i remember the first time garrick ever gm star wars and he yeah, talked man. about a carrot cruiser flying up out of the trees and i was really pissed because like that's a that is a capital class ship. It can't come up out of trees. Oh, I, can, they can do anything. I was not right. First off, all capital ships now can land in your backyard on a dime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whereas before they couldn't necessarily even go in Atmo, right? Look at look at Jetta, man. I know, I know exactly. But yeah, they first appeared in Heir to the Empire in the Zon trilogy, and they were brought back. Another one brought back by Tarkin. Apparently, I need to give Luceno some credit for relying on his old knowledge in some of the new writing, even though I'm not a big fan of his writing, he's bringing a lot of that along with and mm. deserves some, uh, deserves some props. Good on him. That regard. Yeah. Good job, Jimmy Looch. Mm-hmm. The man. The tie defender, the hammerhead cruisers. Yeah. We've talked about all that. The yep. H- HWK 290, which yeah, multi crow. Oh, we've yeah. talked about that one. Oh yeah. YT 2400. Yep. 
Holo- mm-hmm. Sith holocrons and yeah. some stuff like that. There's a whole episode about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You guys have anything under their organizations? I mean, the um, New, New Republic was obviously a big one when Force Awakens was coming yeah, out. Yeah, right. And uh, worth mentioning, uh, that was a big one for me. I mean, it was going to be, I, I was going to be pretty disappointed if they didn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when we heard that it was called the New Republic and all that stuff, I'm like, good. At yep. le- I mean, good. At least give us that. Yep. So, uh, yeah, um, New Republic in there, of course. Um, I would like to mention Republic Outlands Region Security Force. Now, this Ooh, is one that they brought up, and I went, the what now? This yeah. was also in Tarkin. Again, I think Luchano was having a field day. I, Luchano wrote Tarkin, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, think so. I feel like he must have been having a field day. Uh, <laughs> these were introduced originally in Rogue Planet. Oh, man. The book the, about none other than Sonoma Seacott, which wait, was the, does, does that exist? It's a planet, well, right? It, I, that's actually one of the last things I say at the in the outro of the article. It's like the last thing. Like, so keep oh. going. Sonoma Seacott <laughs> may exist after all, whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but that that book was like the that was the book that made me stop reading prequel novels because it was I in my hated it. I hated that novel even though I had to go back and finish it once I realized that the new Jedi order tied directly into it. Uh, so, uh, but that is such a strange reference that he brought back in, which gets us one step closer to did the new Jedi order ever happen in some capacity? Was there some <laughs> kind of maybe a Yuzen Vong ish happening? Maybe it's uh it's kind of hard to tell at this point, but all the same. Welcome back. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, we got other ones I, on here like the Imperial Inquisitor. I like and, the I like that the Zerka Corporation made it back because there was a huge uh, kind of uh, over like huge corporation in Knights of the Old Republic. Right. They finally brought oh, it back. Yeah. yeah. Oh geez. And we, yeah. No, we talked about we've talked My about gosh, Zerka they, before. They brought back so much from that old Republic man. Uh-huh. Ah. It's getting a little misty. It is exactly how much details coming in from the old Republic. I mean, old Republic, it's, it's an easy source because it happened so long in the past. It doesn't have implications on the modern story. Right. But at the same time, they seem heavily focused on some of those things lately. And and the Zerka corporation only came into Canon in 2015. Mm -hmm. Fairly recent, maybe. Now the Mm -hmm. Zerka Zerka arms was created actually for the rebel Alliance source book, the West end, D6 yes, right. source book, which I have. <laughs> and so that was something that they made. And, and, and a lot of Star Wars old EU canon and now modern canon actually comes from these RPG writers who are just trying to create content, which I love that. I, I love the fact that these guys probably unwittingly and unknowingly created so much more that has been incorporated so much, you know, to so much more depth. So I feel like that's pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, other things that we didn't realize. I don't think we ever talked about the Tirfon Yellow Aces. No. Nope. Yeah, no. No. Nope. I mean, that. it seems like we're getting real specific here, but it's worth right. mentioning for yep. one reason, right? Yeah, because it was in Force Awakens. That's right. right. X Wing Rogue Leader One. <laughs> okay. X Wing Rogue Leader One, 2005, is where it first appeared. But guess what? The uh, the helmet that Ray's sporting while she's eating her quarter portion dinner uh, <laughs> while sitting in the uh, the lap of an ATAT in the sand, that helmet is got the logo of the Tierfon Yellow Aces right on it. So there it is. Whoa! I 
mean, this is stuff that I was just like, wow. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just. It's yeah. hard. We don't usually find sources that go into more detail than we usually do. Right. You right. Know, so this is, yeah, this whole article just has got me all giddy. Yeah. And they even got down, <laughs> they even got down to the bottom about various concepts yeah, the and concepts. how they've translated to the new canon, right. even if they're not directly. Even I mean, just like, uh, uh, Kylo Ren, the fact that yep. Han and Leia have a have son a that son goes that to, turned to turn the box. You know, of course, we were so focused on, you know, the Ben part and all that, you know, stuff. We we were focused on that? I'm focused on it. Okay. Just very much. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, the side. But, I mean, th- there are a lot of things that have been brought over. Um, that, the new Jedi Order, the mm-hmm. fact that Luke did actually put together, you know, a new order of Jedi. I always think of it as a Jedi Academy. The new Jedi Order to me specifically talks about the Yuuzhan Vong thing in my head. Yeah, sure, right. You know, I but understand. but yeah, there was a new group of Jedi. Right. And that's part of it. When we've talked at length about that. Um, I we never made the I don't think we ever made the comparison uh that was made here with the Imperial pl- like library planet. Yeah, I know, Obro oh, Sky. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Obro Sky. Yeah, Scarif, <laughs> Scarif in Rogue One was a planet where Empire's like, you know what, we need to set up our servers somewhere windy to keep them cool or something. Well, that was in, also in one of the books. What's that? That was also in one of the books. Okay, yeah. So like having these like these these centers like that, it was compared here in the article to Obro Sky, which was a library planet. Right. And, right. and yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, these kinds of concepts that are just very familiar. It's it's nice to take a second and realize, yeah, that's similar. They really, to yeah. We- I mean, there's things that you're right that have been established, and they are they are they're doing, you know, some some better than others. You know, yeah. like Rebels, the series is doing a real good job with it. We I think we all think that Rogue One has done a good job with it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not yeah. so much Force Awakens, but you know, overall, they're doing. I think they're doing a pretty good job bringing stuff over that we enjoyed in the past and you know, are kind of happy that we're seeing brought over to the new stuff. I'm getting to the point where as much as I still love the EU, it's, it's, it's like, it's like high school. The further you get from it, you start forgetting people's names. Yep. Yep. You know, yeah. you don't remember, yeah. you don't, you remember like three of the five people you sat with with lunch every day, but those two at the end that talk to each other a lot, you're like, you can't even remember their faces anymore. You know, that I'm getting that way a little bit with the EU because I am accepting the new canon so thoroughly now. Oh, you've had a you've had a catharsis. That's good. You made a breakthrough. Uh, it's been very gradual. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a catharting by any means, but it's just a kind of a gradual evolution where I'm slowly, uh, you know, I, I still cherish them, but slowly loosening my grip on sure. it. Sure. You know, yep. Is how I would put it. So anyhow. That kind of ties up that. There's a lot more in there, but if you want to look at it, go again to betterkind.com and they'll have a link in the show notes. You can go straight to that article and check out all the meat and taters. In the meantime, Michael, I don't want to distract you from ever, uh, whatever important text messages you're getting right now. But oh, snap. <laughs> what's next well, on the old rumorific listeroo? Well, last week we mentioned that uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge has been cast in the Han Solo flick. So there's some discussion that's been going on this past week about uh, what kind of character she would be playing now i will remind you that rumor has it that she is going to be playing a cgi character of some sort yeah and uh, i haven't been able to figure out if there's any official information behind that or if people are just saying she doesn't look star wars yeah me. i i think i think Burn. everybody's pretty confident that she's i i've looked at star wars.com i couldn't find anything about her specifically right but everybody's kind of reporting it that she's in 
She's in. Uh, Vanity, she's in the Vanity, movie. Vanity Fair is reporting that she's in. Right. So Ooh, well, it, that, I mean, that's a, a fairly credible source. So, but so what she's what everybody seems to assume, right, is the thing that I'm not sure how credible that is, which is that she's playing a CG character, right. And mm. it may be. I mean, it may be everybody's well, let's, right. Let's go down that path. Let's assume that she is. Mm-hmm. What kind of character? I, it, would it be a character that we are familiar with, do you think? Or well, is this going to be a brand new character? I think a lot of the assumptions that we that I've been seeing are that she's not going to play a CG alien because it's all we're already going to have Chewie there, right? Okay. So you're not going to have a CG alien right next to Chewie and Han, which I don't know if is a fair assumption. So do you think she's going to be a droid? That's the big thing, is that people are thinking, is she going to be the first... Hmm. The first feminine droid featured in now, the movies. Now, wait a minute. Well, There's been feminine droids featured in yeah, man. movies. Well, that's the thing. Uh, uh, we figured this out real fast. TC-16 TC from Phantom Menace? TC-16 yeah. from Phantom Menace, which, oh yeah, the protocol droid at the yep, very beginning. Very beginning. Uh, had had a feminine voice. Um, and I mentioned the uh, the the gyno droids at the end of uh, oh yeah, Uba, Uba, Uba. Uba. Yeah. What about E three PO? And I just feel like that's not fair. <laughs> I don't know what E three PO is. girlfriend. You're assuming C three PO, or you're assuming E three PO's gender. And I, uh, I don't you're appreciate. T- well, that. yeah, we didn't hear a voice. Well, right? you are too. Yeah, you you're talking about the, the protocol. Voice. You're talking about the protocol droid on Tana Four at the beginning of a new. Hope. No, no, no. The protocol. No? no, the protocol droid on Bespin. Ichuta. Oh, Ichuta. Okay, yeah. right. Which I don't it think could have so- been the same. Same I, droid. I wouldn't though. say that sounded feminine. I would say that droid sounded effeminate, just like three PO. No, that's that was three PO's girlfriend. <laughs> you love that story. I love that. That's my favorite. Yeah, you know ever. robots don't rumor, have a sex. Is right? that is that what 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 was it? How did the okay how did at the beginning about? of the New Hope? Yeah. You know they're kind of toddling around on the Tanta Four, and you see E three PO in the background, kind of trying to keep up with C three PO. So th- you know C three PO and R two D two obviously you know get out of there. Dear now E three PO is like, what the hell, man? Yeah, like, my left, boyfriend did take you me. Left, left me. me. Yeah. And then when they're finally reunited, you know, a few years later on on Bespin, he says it's good to see a familiar face. Yeah, and then she's like Ichuta. How, like, rude. how rude! How yeah. rude! She's basically like F you. You never called. You yeah. never texted. You jerk. Yeah, I'm you out. Didn't, didn't res- you didn't follow me on Insta? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I direct messaged you. You didn't reply. You didn't confirm any I of po- my resume on LinkedIn. Come on. Yeah, what's going on? So, okay, like okay, okay. So if it's E3PO or an E3PO analog, <laughs> <laughs> so why matter. wouldn't you uh why wouldn't you dress her up in uh Anthony Daniels costume? Why no. would you why would you CGI her? That's a good point. Do yeah. something new? I'm, well, no, I'm, we're I'm not asking saying, the question. We're not saying it's E3PO. We're just pointing out that there have been efe- there have been Other feminine girls, droids yeah, before. Right. Now let's drop E3PO from the conversation. <laughs> and specifically, though, there are two droids that very clearly have feminine personalities. We have the uh, TC thir- TC thirteen sixteen C- thirteen whatever something, yeah yeah at the beginning of Phantom Menace, and we have the Gyno Gyne droids. There's a, a male voiced one and a female voiced one at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith. Right? Are we missing any from the originals f- f- or from the movies? The only I remember. Yeah, the only ones that we're aware of that had an overt seeming gender. Yeah, that because was the, feminine. the 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 droids in Jabba's palace were all sounded male. Um, You'll soon learn some respect. <laughs> that sounds like a woman to me. Uh, Dominatrix droid. Empire Strikes Back. Luke yes, talks there to no one. Will do. <laughs> talks to a droid in the at the Hoth base. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was male. 
So, so yeah, maybe. And, and so there, it, but the big discussion is: are are, are fanboys going to be pissed off? Are they going to be writing streets? Oh, are they going to boycott? Stop. The, oh, dude, in the today's political climate, are you? Oh, I. It was lighting up on the article that I was looking at. All these people are arguing, like, "Well, no. I'm done. This is the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard." I'm like, you clearly so dumb. aren't a fanboy because you would know that the EU was jam packed with feminine droids. Yeah, right. I mean, shoot, the 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 uh, Jason and Jaina had a nanny droid that could actually feed, feed milk from its silicon boobies. <laughs> you know? That's not, that's had not that a lie. Alien, that <laughs> no, robot, that's accurate. Right? Yes, that is. is completely true. <laughs> well, if I, if I remember correctly, the most recent book, um, Catalyst, the droid on there when listening to the book had a feminine voice. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So wow. it's just kind of like, yeah, most of the droids have been referred to as he or have some sort of masculine-esque properties. Astromechs, I don't, I don't, I've not paid close enough attention to know if anybody's ever referred to an astromech as a he, but I don't feel like astromechs are clearly genderless. You know what I, <laughs> you know what I always figured is there is a switch on the back of these droids. Oh, turn them to female. Where you could just switch. That's right. <laughs> they're like, they're like Siri. Yeah, exactly. Siri to boy voice. Yeah, they've got Mm. they've got several settings to suit whatever your personality needs are. Okay, Uh, let me. This is such a non-issue. I'm like, if she's playing a a feminine droid, great. Well, let me let me ask this. Let me ask this. I mean, well, okay. I mean, that's speculation, and that's what we're doing here, right? Um, so let's um, let's assume that that she is. You know, I mean. I guess it would make sense, right? Because of the the popularity of of uh, Alan Tudyk's character in Rogue One. Yep, K two. I mean, why why not go down that road? I guess. Yeah. Right. Wh- I mean, why not have a lady droid? I I what, literally well, let me ask this. Literally have no opinion other than okay. What um, what do we know about Phoebe Waller Bridge? Is is she a comedic type actress? I I don't know. She's been in a bunch of British stuff. Okay, that's, that's all comedy, right? <laughs> well, it depends it on whether it depends on whether the me accent too. makes you giggle. It makes me giggle when <laughs> it, they, a little bit. it makes me giggle when they curse. I always giggle when a British person curses. That's just that's a rule of mine. Because because Fanny means something different over there. <laughs> hey, if you ever st- if you ever send Potter the the ringtone that he wants, no, maybe he'll cuss and you. Can oh, use you're his. the worst. Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying, maybe he'll cuss and you can use that as. But your if he uses yeah. like if he uses is like weird British cusses. It's not the same. He calls me like like you know a git or a twonker. I'm like I don't, I don't know. Are those bad words? I'm I'm not sure. I might have just offended a whole lot of people. I really don't know. So uh, hmm. uh yeah, I I uh, Mike said way worse anyway. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that's really true. Yeah, I haven't dropped an f bomb in a while. Well, he had like two episodes. No man, it's been more than that. She she's was known um, for Fleabag, she, which is a uh, Six-part comedy series. There you go. She was also in The Iron Lady. I mean, she's been in a bunch of stuff. She's been in, in uh, Broadchurch, which I think we Not mentioned last, last episode. And um, But, yeah, I mean, it looks like she's got, I don't know. I can't even say she's got range. I don't, I've, of all of the things she's been in, I've only seen The Iron Lady. So Well, and, and I mean, again, at this point, we're just making wild assumptions. Right. We have no clue. But, but I, I'm really I take I take issue with the people who are like, 
Um, she's gonna be CG because she doesn't look pretty enough to be Star Wars. I'm oh, like, are you out of your freaking mind? <laughs> I mean, she's got like she's got quirky looks and a lot of images of her and stuff like that, but she's perfectly pretty enough to who there's some hideous people in Star Wars, and she is a very pretty lady. And I don't I think that is an asinine conclusion, but it might just be people responding to some other something some credence that we're unaware of yeah. that she's playing a cg character yeah. if so i don't care if it's an alien or a droid no i i, I don't ultimately, care. i don't care either i mean i'm just again it's all conjecture at this point we're just having fun throwing yeah <laughs> throwing stuff against the wall and seeing what sticks so. I, yeah, I, I guess i'm just responding <laughs> to like the whole noodles. the whole thing we're like oh, map cue all the people are gonna get pissed because they don't want more women in star wars fine i'm fine with it as long we, I do, say, I am, we keep I'm saying a, this over and over as long as it's good we yeah, don't care as long as it's good i will say i'm i'm prepared to be annoyed by the fact that every imperial officer is female now <laughs> i i'm not yet annoyed but i'm close enough to know that if the trend doesn't show some equality i'm gonna get a yeah you know, i know it's been all one way before but i mean these are the bad guys and i just okay whatever i feel you and w- again with the good side i'm t- i don't care but I feel like we already established the way the empire was before. Right. It's like an all male, male army dominated. Gestapo. Yeah, right. And Human dominated. That was the EU, man. It's I, new stuff now. No, that was the original movies. I'm totally cool with kicking that down. But yeah, I, I feel like okay, if the if other than the top three or four or five officers, every well, commander be, is female. I'll, I mean, if we're going down this road, to be honest with you, that's why I liked characters like Isard and and Dala. Exactly, and, uh, that's what made them awesome. They were so rare in yeah. the Empire. They had overcome the adversity of the Empire right. towards females, right. which made them that much more ba. Right. When we have so many you, now yeah, coming when in, you water it's, it down, it, with, it, it yeah. loses that meaning. Sure. And I'm I I feel like we lose something in yeah. that i feel like i'm just well it also makes the empire less oppressive exactly yeah right like it, yeah it, it was just a, the empire's inclusive guys it was another <laughs> way that the empire was a-holes while there were strong females in the rebellion regardless right, right. Yeah. you know even in the original trilogy we had leia trilogy we had at least leia and mon mothma and i think there was another pilot in jedi right uh yep. so i mean th- at least there were they were there in the empire they were not Right. And that was part of what made the empire bad. I, right. Yep. By saying I'm that, right there. oh, women can be bad too. I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, yeah, but these people are bad in several respects. Right. And it, it were it's fine. It's everything's totally fine. Yeah, now. right. We're I mean, good it's here. not yeah. real. We're <laughs> good here. Yeah. But, How are but you? I'm just prepared. It's like I I I hope I hope that we don't lose that that opportunity to show characters that are strong enough to even overcome those types of things. I think that's really a great thing. So eh, it is what it is. Um, in, in this chick's case, Hey, okay. Jack. It, everything's fine. Yeah. Jack. <laughs> um, another rumor this week for a uh, possible casting of another Han Solo character, Thandy Norton. We don't know hmm. what character Newton. No, 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 we don't. Thandy I, but- Newton. Get it spelled correctly. I have somebody told me. I think I copied and pasted this from your text, buddy. Yeah, burn. Well, (laughs) then you can blame autocorrect. Either way, you said it. Uh, Thandy Newton. Okay. I don't. Thandy is it Tandy or is it pronounced Thandy? Tandy. Thandy is the the spelling is phonetic. Freaking Tandy. Freaking Tandy. 
Off, yeah, off you sound like Mike Mike Tyson oh. pronouncing Sandy. <laughs> I know, uh, Sandy. Sandy. Here we got yeah. Aunt Sandy. Sandy Newton. Sandy Newton joining the Han Solo movie. All right, new very, bit. Very excited. Very excited about Sandy Newton. Mike Tyson joining. If you don't know who Sandy Newton is, um, the most frequent big thing that you, I could reference you to is being the runner of the brothel brothel in Westworld. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. 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 Is a particularly lovely woman. Ah, uh, yeah, she's and she hot. is fierce as balls in that show. Mm. She's been in a lot yes. of things, and I actually, I've every time I see her, I go, "What do I recognize her from?" And I was like wondering, was she in one of the pirates movies? Which one? And I looked her up. I finally got off my ass and looked it up today. <laughs> she was Tough in time. Interview with a Vampire, and that's what uh, I recognize her yes. from. Mm. Uh, she's the the slave girl in Interview with a Vampire with the French accent. And I was like, oh, finally, like, cause for like, what, 20 years now, I've been like, what have I seen that? You know what? Now? I mean, here we go. We keep continuing with this great cast that they're assembling for this movie. Well, man. and here's the thing. Yeah. We had, we had it's several, good. we had several ladies of color who were in the running for a part and that discussion all but stopped when, yeah. uh, when they cast the mother of dragons, yeah, uh, right. roller of joints, uh, <laughs> You know, a slicer of deli meats, whatever. Roller of Amelia joints. Clark. Yeah. Amelia Clarkson. And so we stopped. <laughs> there was no more discussion about all of these uh, ladies of color we who were her. in the running. <laughs> she was in outer space the whole time. She was on Kessel just waiting for someone to fly by. Ah, spice um, mines. I see. So that discussion stopped and there's been like, okay, yeah, okay. We've got, you know, uh, um, Amelia Clarkson. What happened? Clark, is Amelia Clark. Clark yeah, what am yeah. I? Th- button. Sorry, mispronunciation. <laughs> I don't have a button for that. <laughs> it's still fun to hear Mike mispronunciate. It is <laughs> mispronunciate. Where's yeah. the Howie button? Hit it. Howie <laughs> Hit mispronunciate. Garrick Jedi's. <laughs> so anyhow, I'm, I've got. I'm going to throw up. I'm laughing too much. I need to take a drink of water. I'm going to puke everywhere. Sweet. Okay, everything's fine now. Um, the discussion about these, like, could it be uh, the Santa Staros, Santa yeah, Staros right. from the comics? And that conversation kind of had to go on pause because we forgot all about this. And now suddenly she's signing on. Now she's quite a bit older. Yeah, I don't think she'll be the Santa Staros character. But, oh, but, but, but I don't oh, care. No, she's going to be awesome. They can do some amazing. <laughs> First off, as old as older as she is. Ain't nothing would take nothing to make her look young. Well, and in Westworld specifically, yes. they were, it was intentionally Ooh. that she was. Yeah, it they, looked a little bit. Yeah, she had to be older than the rest of the the girls there. Cause yeah, that's but her character. oh my gosh, but yeah, she is even then she is equal parts like 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 doll perfect and fierce. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of her. Yes. I mean, that's the only thing I know her from. Really, I mean, with any kind of. You know, I, I got to see a whole you know season with her. Gives me and, chills just. Yeah, right. I mean, she yeah, she's definitely one of them that make that whole series. This is again a casting decision uh, for the Han Solo movie that I'm really excited. Yeah, about. Yeah, man, that's what I'm saying. So, right? I'm like, like, she's one of my favorites. She's been in like Chronicles of Riddick, Mission Impossible. She's yeah, been wow, tons yeah, of right. stuff, man. Well, the, the more and more we talk about the Han Solo movie, I mean, I was I was on board no matter what. Yeah. Oh yeah, all but the more are. and more we talk about it, the more and more we see the cast. It's like, well. Crap, this actually might be a <laughs> yeah. halfway decent movie. Yeah. yeah. I just keep telling myself 
who's directing this film and who's writing this film. That's that's still scary to me. But now I remember what I saw her in when I first was trying to freak out what trying to figure out what I saw her in before Crash. When I saw oh, her yeah, in uh, right. Crash, yep. I was like, where have I seen this lady before? Yeah, she's the one that uh, that uh, crashes. Yeah, that man. Yeah, there was that's that, what the movie's that, named after. See, <laughs> He's, she's rescued from the car, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The so, talk called rescued. No, it's called Crash. But yeah, she was see. on ER as well. Re- er? A recurring role on ER. Hmm. Er. Yeah. Er. Yeah. Er. <laughs> Stephen King's IT. Uh, so anyway, uh, well, I'm all about Fandy. Uh huh. Uh huh. She's 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 favorite. She's favorite. Yeah, man. Definitely. Both show again an exciting casting decision. Okay. So what else I had, we got? What else I we had got? something. So one of you guys sent me something about uh, Ray and paternal admissions, and I don't know what that's about. Oh Luke. boy. Luke. Oh boy. Okay. It sounds like somebody knows. <laughs> I know. I've known well, forever. <laughs> there's rumors now. Uh, if you want to get into episode eight, rumors. So for those extra sensitive about that, that's what we're going to talk about now. But don't go away too long because there's more to come. Um, and there's now some leaks about some of the things that were actually being shot at Pinewood for the battle where we, we've heard before that the first order or Knights of Ren, somebody in Kylo Ren are going to show up where, where Ray and Luke are training. Possibly Octu, Yeah. Yeah. Octo or Octu, And that's Act two. Act two. That's where <laughs> about, you know, they fight. Right. And, uh, there is rumored to be, and, and when the rumor was asked to be verified, it wasn't even denied. Um, there's rumored to be a scene where basically Kylo Ren has her hanging on the edge of a cliff and just leaves her there, a la Obi-Wan leaving Anakin. And it's kind of leads to the whole question about there's been, you know, the, the most popular fan theory of her parentage lately in the in the noise, we'll say, has been that she is a Kenobi lineage, which we, we don't have any way to make that make sense, but I do. We've, we've but, heard that whispers of that, right? We've heard whispers Luke of that. And Kenobi, they yeah, Luke, <laughs> Luke and Luke and the ghost of Obi Wan, yeah, got, got jiggy with it. <laughs> Luke but, and Uncle Owen were brothers, though. Remember that? So yeah. technically, she's still a Skywalker. Yeah, um, yeah. nailed it. But yes. anyway, uh, she so. There's this scene where he leaves her hanging. It almost like it's revenge for how Obi-Wan left Anakin to burn on Mustafar. But the other uh, the other side of that is that it might do something to explain why, why Kylo Ren is so pissed off about her in The Force Awakens. Because, because if he's he, a big Anakin if guy. If he worships his grandpa, he might resent the entire concept of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Gotcha. So there's hmm. that, and also a rumor that the parentage will actually be revealed from the mouth of Kylo Ren in Episode Eight. Okay. So instead yeah. of Luke saying "No, I am your father," or "No, no this this blue glowing daddy. guy right yeah. here is your daddy," <laughs> he'll be holding granddad. a Snickers bar, apologizing yeah. for the "No, yeah. I am uh, your cousin." Instead, it's apparently Kylo Ren who lets it. Out of the bag. That's all that's going to be said. He's going to be like, I'm your cousin. And then that's I'm your it. cousin. I'm yeah. your cousin. And then we're going to be left with what? <laughs> yeah. No, I am your cousin. Well, as opposed to whom? I, I, I didn't insinuate that anyone else is my cousin. Shut up. I am your cousin. <laughs> Nobody likes you. <laughs> so anyway, that's just a pile of, 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 you know, unconfirmed but undenied leaks that have supposed leaks that have come out in the last several days. <laughs> so, so let me get this straight. As far as Ray, we've had. We're not ever going to meet her parents. 
her marriage, her parents don't matter to Luke's her dad to yep uh, Han, that and, one. Han and Leia that one. are her dad to Luke is her dad Han and Leia. Are so her basically, dad. what you're saying is we don't no. we don't freaking know anything. Well, I do. We don't feel like we, we, we we've heard the force is her dad as well. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. Right. yeah, that's true. The force uh, is your daddy. Uh, but we do have a theory that we're going to have to analyze because it's time for. Oh, no, <laughs> he's back. He's back. Nocturnal again. emissions featuring fanboy. Why? Where is he at? See, that's the that's the thing. He's not here. What? I don't understand. Yeah, he sent me a text. Earlier. But instead, uh, I I got this cassette tape. <laughs> oh, great. Um, it was a lot of fun converting. It. I can't tell you. Do you even you, have a cassette player? Dude, I found a Walkman. <laughs> but it Where do you even find cassettes Actually, anymore? you got the old uh, Fisher-Price <laughs> yeah. cassette player. Wiring Speaking that spell. thing into the mixing board was more hassle than you want to know. But uh, here we have it queued up. I believe hopefully it'll work. <laughs> Hello and greetings. Fanboy Y here. And gentlemen, <laughs> your e-mission, if you choose to accept it, is as follows. It is now a known fact that Dr. Afra's name is Dr. Chelly Lona Afra. But I would like to actually talk about someone else's name. Someone else maybe of the triumvirate of EU characters that may or may not be recanonized in one form or another. Yes, in fact, I would like to talk about one Mara Jade. Ooh, Hang on to your hats. But oh, Mara Jade has a last name that one of the meanings for which would be to tire or wear out. <laughs> specifically referring to jading a horse. Okay. Did you also maybe not realize that Dr. Afra's middle name, Lona, has the exact same meaning in Spanish? What? I'll pause to let that sink in a minute. Yes, that's correct. Although it also means a tarp or to cover with, one of the meanings is broken down and worn out. The exact same meaning of gating. I think that maybe there's something to be said where Dr. Afra, who will be soon having a rendezvous with one Mr. Luke Skywalker, may in fact end up falling head over heels. From bad to good, you say? Sounds kind of familiar. I'll take my answer off the air, specifically because this is probably going to self-destruct before I can find the pause button. Oh, gosh. Okay, I guess that's that. <laughs> wow. Oh, was he recording okay. from his car? So, uh, What's going on I'm there? not sure if he was on a highway or just, like, <laughs> sitting in the back row in a gladiatorial arena, actually. <laughs> Hitchhiking home, I have a feeling. You never know with him. Yeah. He might have been on, on, on route to his D&D group. All right, so, well, okay, point. so what he's talking about is this crossover, right, between... Star Wars in the Afra comic, right? right. So That's upcoming. Very soon, Luke, which we talked and about uh, last week. Last right? week, right? right. Yeah. So Luke and Afra are going to be hooking up in Citadel. this comic. So his this new theory being put forth uh-huh. is that like uh, somehow Afra is the new Mara Jade analog, and those two are going like to hook it. up, and they're going to have a baby named Ray. Yeah, I like it. Where in the timeline does uh, does this uh, crossover event occur? Do we know? This is between one, uh, between four, and, four five. and five. Yeah, at yep. four and five. Yeah. So that would uh, they would have to they 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 it can't just be a, a, a one night stand situation because that timing wouldn't line up for Ray's age. No. 
So they would actually have to be maybe an ongoing or at least an on again, off again thing. Yeah. For that to happen. But hmm. yeah. uh, let's see. Afra has dark hair. Mm-hmm. She has wide eyes. She's got Asian eyes, but yeah, they're also she's part Asian. And she's got a strong, uh, strong facial features. Mm-hmm. Uh, mix that with a blonde white dude. Mm-hmm. And you might be looking at somebody that looks a little like Daisy Ridley. Mm-hmm. She's got she's got strong facial features. She's got uh, wide eyes, like I, and I yes. mean wide, like with like distance from each other. Like they sit widely on her face, not like she's wide eyed all the time. Uh, I uh, that's racist. I, <laughs> and I think that I could. I could I could see this being a thing. Hmm. They've spent a lot of time in developing Dr. Afra's character. Oh yeah. What, She's got her own comic. What we just other, talked about it. What other new character has had this much put into it? I mean, the what only, does Dr. Dr. Afra except do? for Ray Sloan, maybe. She's an archaeologist. She's an evil archaeologist. An, a, a, a pseudo evil. Pseudo evil. Yeah. Chaotic uh chaotic or no, not chaotic. What is it? No. She's neutral. She she guns people down and takes stuff from them. She's evil. Well, so was Mara Jade. Mara Jade was a dark, uh, dark force user. She was the hand of the the emperor. She's probably like neutral evil or something. Yeah, neutral evil, something like that. Maybe not evil. I don't know. What's the opposite of chaotic in D&D terms? Unchaotic. Like lawful? So she's unlawful neutral. Yeah. I would say. Maybe. But, yeah, I, I... I, I, I mean, thought chaotic was the opposite of lawful. I would There's normally lawful good, lawful evil. Chaotic. I really want to spend a lot more time on that. Probably chaotic but. neutral. <laughs> That's what I started to say. Okay. Anyway, um, she, I normally would dismiss stuff like this out of hand, but fanboy Y has really been giving me the creeps lately, especially with all the uh, old Republic stuff. That's suddenly getting sucked back into canon right after he pointed out the whole Ricotta Prime thing and all that stuff. You know. So I also do believe that when your name isn't Lawrence Kasdan or J.J. Abrams, that a lot of the authors do care about what they name the characters, you know, whereas J.J. Abrams just like, ah, this chick used to give me coffee. Let's call her that. Um, (laughs) Poe Dameron. (laughs) Poe Dameron. So I'm going on break. break. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But I, I there snap I, Wexley. <laughs> Sexy Wexley. Put that one in there but I mean, I think maybe there's that's what she said. Lona, you know, if that's one of the meanings of Lona in Spanish. I don't know. That is, seems a little out there to me. I don't know. It's it, it, it is <laughs> it's reaching, but it the situation if it weren't for the upcoming crossover comic, I'd yeah. be like, whatever. But they well, are the only... getting ready to put those characters together. Why? They've had nothing to do with each other. Yeah. You know, other well, than I, the loose connection. I feel Vader. like that they've they've known the whole time how Ray's story is going to pan out. And yeah, and here they are investing all this time into Doctor Afra. Well, yeah, but Afra, I well, think they, they cross paths in the in the Vader Down comic. Okay. Well, yeah, they did. A but my bit, point is of. that is Afra. I I I don't think she was part of that initial creative process. I feel like they created her as part of that Vader comic whoa, to whoa, serve whoa, whoa. a certain purpose and that you're she became me, super popular really fast you're telling and that me, they're capitalizing on that now. You're telling me that when uh, when J.J. Abrams 
and uh, and and Larry Kasdan were sitting there in the van drinking their McCafes. Okay, and yeah, and Larry and JJ JJ Abrams pitches and goes, well, I mean, well, it, we know that you know, obviously Ray's Luke's daughter, and Larry Kasdan goes, yep, Larry Larry Kasdan goes, but who's her mom? You're gonna tell me that it, you cannot grapple with the concept that JJ just went. You know, who cares? It doesn't matter right now. You're going to tell me that JJ went, you're right. Let's sit down and flesh that out in detail. (laughs) I think if they felt confident about exactly what I think, I think if they felt confident about Luke being her father, they were fine going, let's sort out the mother details later. I don't know. I like it. it. And it could be the fact that they're going to sort out the mother's details later. Dr. Afra became very popular. Hey, what better way to uh, continue on her story? Exactly. And then give her a new name. Exactly. Yeah. Did you know that uh, Lona is also a name for a Hawaiian <laughs> a Hawaiian deity who is uh she is the goddess of the she's the moon goddess? Um, what? Yeah, you know what the moon does? Poops. Walks through the sky. What? <laughs> Gosh. Wow. Dang. She got Lona Skywalker. She's Keep like reaching, buddy. Doubles, but it's the dark sky. <laughs> Keep and then reaching. she comes to the light sky. Yeah. 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 Like Luke Skywalker. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying they're never going to give us Mara Jade because they don't want to give you those characters that you can Google and see all this stuff that's not part of them. You know what I mean? That was kind of the whole thing is like, eh, we'll give you an analog for this. We'll give you an analog for that. I mean, if we do get Mara Jade, great. But I would totally see them going, you know, Mara Jade, just like Jason and Jaina, is tied too much to the post-original trilogy lore to give her give a character that name. And so if we have seen a character at all that could qualify as Luke's Ray. wife or Luke's significant other or Ray's mother, I feel like Afra is the right age and the right like visual look to be exactly that makes perfect sense to me. I'm not saying I'd bet on it, but well, it, let's it see totally how fits. Let's see how this crossover flushes out. And if I guess any, if there's <laughs> yeah. any twinkle in Luke's eye, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Oh yeah. That's how it is with nocturnal emissions with fanboy Y <laughs> and a couple of wet naps. That's right. right. <laughs> Make sure you take a sock in the meantime. Thank you. Lady of the germs. Won't you please go to the website, betterkind.com. Check out the show notes, check out links to some of the stuff we've been talking about, especially that nice, big welcome back. Gizmodo article. You're going to want to look, uh, also run to Twitter, not walk. We're Mr. Steve Powell, foreign correspondent in the UK. Can tell you everything you want to know about what's going on in Star Wars right now and is going to do so. And actually can actually fill you in on some of the uh, the crazy uh, uh, football club lingo over there. <laughs> we must have really... He was wondering how we knew all this stuff about football lingo. I'm like, boy, we've really lied well. <laughs> In our conversations, with, we're just literally, I'm Googling British slang and dropping it. I, he must have been talking to you. It's like you need here. an app to be able to what? pull the phrases out of I your am. butt. Oh, no. Don't go in back into the IT Crikey. Crowd. 
Oi. <laughs> so anyway, bloody uh, wanker. Follow us on Twitter. Take part in the conversation there. Uh, give us uh, your responses, your comments, questions, uh, stuff you'd like to hear us talk about. We love to hear that stuff. We love getting feedback from you guys. So please join us there. Also join us on Facebook, facebook.com slash fly casual podcast. Again, I'm never sure if I'm saying on Twitter at fly casual 1138 that I feel like I race past that. That's- that you should slow down. Fly casual eleven thirty eight on Twitter. I That's swear it. to God, I'm gonna get a chalkboard in here, man. I know it. I just don't know that I'm saying it. I'm so excited about talking about Potter that I forget their freaking Twitter address. So hey, uh, do that. Facebook. So yeah, all that as well. And won't you please run out and give us a nice little review wherever you get the podcast, whether it be iTunes, Stitcher, or any happy old place, jolly good time. Uh, run out and and give us a review so we can reach more listeners just like you. In the meantime, we're tying this one off because it is late, late, late. I'm Corey. Over there's Mike. Luke can't have Afra. She's mine. Eh, good <laughs> luck with that. Luke could kick your ass up and down the street, my friend, oh, without no. without getting out of his folding lawn chair. <laughs> Over there is Howie. Yeah. Lawn yeah. Chairs. Wait, what? Lawn chair. Lawn chair. Like the ones from the 70s that were like, yeah. weird, like just like crossed over like plastic fabric. You fall right through them. That's right. They just rip. Those things were the worst. Over there's Garrick. I can't wait to those full color panels of Luke and Afra hooking up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Worth the five bucks right there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You can, keep your, you can keep your silly mini comic at the end. Garrick just yeah, wants four good, make, four good panels of the old in out. They dat the mini comic at the end. <laughs> Did that several times. Anyway. I need to buy two copies probably. Oh, I'm going to race out of here. We are jelly. Jelly.